0: This morning on the third hour of today, triple threat, COVID, flu, and RSV all on the rise. At the same time, how to tell them apart and how to keep your family safe. Then later, swipe it or not, we're talking credit in our Consumer Confidential. Free ways to find your credit score and protect it. Plus, it's a deal. You still have time to book a winter getaway to the coast, to the mountains, or a town taking holiday cheer to another level. And then a new look at the Queen, the author of a new, highly anticipated biography, looks back at her life and tells us about his own portrayal in The Crown. That's all ahead today, Monday, November 14th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good Monday morning. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig Melvin, Dylan Dreyer, Jacob Soboroff, uh, Chanel and, and Al both off this morning. Hope you had a great weekend. How was your week? What would you do? It,
1: it was awesome. I mean, Saturday, the weather couldn't have been more beautiful here in the Northeast. So I yeah. took the boys out to the park. We just played on the swings. You know, there's something Aww. magical about putting a baby in one of those, you know, like little swings. <laughs> and it's like... They have no idea what this contraption is. Yeah. They're kicking their legs. They're it's also just, like
2: a crib. They can't go anywhere, which yes, is the best exactly. part about it. I know. <laughs> is and all
1: like wants to go higher. No, Calvin was at soccer. so And he won his soccer game, too. So right. I saw a video of that because Brian was, we had to split up.
0: Got it. It's Way to go, go Cal. Now, so. Divine conquer. Yeah,
1: so it was a beautiful weekend. What How about right
0: you, Greg? Uh, we spent Friday, no, where was I? I was on the weather Friday. Saturday, uh, Make-A-Wish. Make-A-Wish, Connecticut. Oh, oh amazing. Lindsay has become very involved with like Make-A-Wish, pictures. Connecticut. Kid, they had a um, their annual fundraiser. Look at you! So my wife made me wear. Was it a
1: theme party?
0: It was a western okay. party. But yes. No, it he was. He that was funny when he came in. I didn't have a cowboy hat, and and my six year old daughter did, so I wore her cowboy hat.
2: Oh,
1: that's why it's too small. And that's
0: right, right. <laughs> well, my head is also that massive.
1: Do you, I
2: was just going to say, you do so much of that charity work. It's amazing to see you guys well, go out there and do that, and you raise a lot of money
0: too. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, uh, good we we job. believe well in God blesses you. You're supposed to bless other folks, right. right? How about you? That's how right. was your weekend?
2: Uh, I well I was, you know, I was covering the election last week, so I was in Vegas for most oh. of the week and I was I, honestly I was just dying to get home. So this is not a weekend thing, but this is what my check this out, guys. Watch this. My dad, uh, oh. My daddy. oh this is election dad. night. I couldn't oh. get home any faster. So that's Lucia. I don't think, we never have the TV on at night. We never yeah. have the news on for sure. But my wife was watching the election oh returns God. and she saw it. I cried yes. when she sent me that video.
1: Oh. <laughs> Isn't it amazing before kids, it's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to hang the weekend in Vegas. In Vegas. You know, have your wife come out. Yeah. Get, I,
2: wanted yeah, to get I wanted to get out of there so yes. fast, even though the results were hanging the balance. I just wanted to see my kids. See, so I'm I, so love, happy I love to that on. your
0: daughter's already a budding Politico. Well. <laughs> She's like, Dad, Dad, <laughs> get those results in. She can't yeah. wait to vote. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that was the weekend. Here's Monday morning. Outside our window here at Thirty Rock, quite the change, folks. Uh, that happened over the weekend. The tree made its, its way in. Awesome. The tree is up. It is standing tall, eighty-two feet. Norway spruce. <laughs> it's hidden in
1: there somewhere. See so the scaffolding.
0: Scaffolding shielding it right yes. now. But in just about two weeks. We're going to unveil it. And as Al Roker would say, the tree's going to get lit. And then <laughs> so will we. Uh, the big celebration taking place Wednesday, November 30th. Just
1: don't reverse the order. No, yes. no. Because we no. need to Could see. Be <laughs> Could
0: be fun. Could be fun. Could be
2: interesting.
1: <laughs> All right, well, the tree's here. Winter's coming. If you need one more sign, it's cold outside. We've got a huge dip in the jet stream. Nobody likes the sound of that, but it's November. So here you go. We are looking for temperatures today to be stuck in the teens, 20s and 30s, a few 40s out there, but either way, temperature's running about 5 to 20 degrees below average. It's going to linger through this entire week, even into next week for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, Jacob, you'll be okay out on the West Coast, because that's like the one warm spot Great. next week for Thanksgiving, but around here, uh, the cold air is coming. So... Get those jackets out. Get them out.
2: Sorry, guys. Get those hats out. Uh, They brought me in to be Debbie Downer, guys. The arrival of winter weather also means cold and flu season. They're about to ramp up. And this year with COVID and RSV spreading, we've been hearing a lot about both of them, there is a triple threat facing families. Joining us now with what to look out for, NBC News Senior Medical Correspondent, Dr. John Torres.
3: Dr. Torres, good morning to you. And, Jacob, I'm more than happy to give you the Debbie Downer (laughs) moniker. So so
2: I want to ask you about all, they're they're calling it the triple-demic or, you know, it's a triple threat. Yeah. hat hat trick. Um, How concerned should we really be? Uh, The ERs we keep hearing are filling up. Are kids most at risk? Is that the deal?
3: Well, the concerning thing is, is these things typically don't peak till December, the February timeframe. We're not in December yet. And so we're seeing this trajectory go really high and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to start coming down early or if it's going to keep going up through February. And then we're really going to have a lot of issues right now because already there's 18 states that are reporting over 80 percent of their hospitals are filled. And so the concerning thing is, is this going to start inundating things we hope not and we hope it goes in the right direction and people get the message to get vaccinated for the things Mm -hmm. you can which are covid and flu
1: two of my kids have confirmed cases of rsv they're they're Better now, but it just has me worried. Like, once you get RSV, can you get it again? And how do you know if it's RSV versus the flu or COVID? Or-
3: so, typically, you can get RSV again later on in different years, but not typically the same year. Mm-hmm. Your body, your immune system usually fights back unless you have immune system issues. But we're seeing this, I'm hearing this anecdotally from just about everybody I know. They either know somebody or they have a child in their family that has RSV. The hardest thing is distinguishing the three apart because mm-hmm. it's one of those things, even as doctors, we have tests. And you can see the graphic here. Flu symptoms typically come on very quickly. People say mm-hmm. it's like a light switch went off, and I just felt horrible, couldn't okay. get out of bed. COVID, we remember that no sense of smell or taste. Mm-hmm. Not as bad with the Omicron variant, especially the new ones that are out there. But people are starting to complain about sore throats. That seems mm-hmm. to be one sign with it's them. It's
1: hard to get kids to tell you, though, if there's no taste or smell. They exactly. just aren't interested but in But the sore throat,
3: sometimes. they might just be pointing to their throat. Right. You just kind of keep an eye on that. And RSV, you've been through it. You've mm-hmm. lived through it. You've seen it. It's that rapid breathing. It's the wheezing. It's the thing that, as parents, is one of the most concerning things. If your child can't breathe well. That's, I mean,
0: we're you know, more than a week away from Thanksgiving. A lot of folks going to be get getting together in close quarters oftentimes. Other than getting your your vaccination right now, what else can families do to protect themselves?
3: And I think the biggest thing is, you know, testing is still out there. And so if you're if you have small children or people that are vulnerable, those above 65, especially with immune issues, you know, get everybody tested beforehand. But I think this is the season for families to go ahead and get together and enjoy it. Have a great time. At the same time, if you have young children, you know, the days of passing around, everybody hugging and kissing. them, we love to do that. Just make sure people wash their hands. And if it's strangers or people that you're not in a family with, then I'd say, let's hold off for a little bit can i
1: just ask quick how how dangerous is rsv for older older people i didn't want to bring the kids around my dad i was just worried you know he's in his 70s right
3: if you look at the deaths most of the deaths occur in those 65 and above and there's a few deaths 100 to 300 a year mm-hmm. in in the young children five and below but in those there's hundreds okay. of thousands of deaths and so it's one of those things that can be dangerous for them, them separate yes okay. dr Great. john Torres. thank you thank you, dr. you
0: Sarke, thank you good to have you here in person
2: Uh, before we go to break, by the way, I wanted to tell you about something pretty cool. NBC just launched a brand new installment of its campaign. The More You Know, you know it, you love it. It features some big celebs like Steph Curry, John Legend as well, and a couple of familiar faces. Dylan and Al appear (laughs) in their own campaign talking all about how to protect the environment. This is so cool, Dylan.
1: And we joked that this was such a great conversation because Al and I work together all the time, but rarely do we sit down and talk weather and environment and climate change. And we really learned a lot about, you know, how, how we feel and what we can do and what we do in our daily lives. And it was just really a great conversation, um, that Al and I had. We had it quite some time ago. So it'll be nice to see that, uh, as part of the More You Know campaign. Of course, you can watch it on Peacock or, uh, you can head to, the more, you to check out that. Well,
0: you guys look great. I mean, that's the awesome. lighting was
1: fantastic. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> bum, bum, bum.
0: <laughs> right. I grew up with the More you know, I love that. We all
1: did. It's, it's right. great. All right. Coming up in our consumer confidential, some extra credit. What to know before that credit card uh, and before you get that credit card this holiday season and how to check your credit score for free. What are you thinking, Craig? Um, Then later, a book (laughs) decades in the making, the author of The Queen, live to share rare stories and tell us about being portrayed in the new season of The Crown. We'll be right back. If it's free, what is it? That's
4: right.
0: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto trader.
5: When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. We are back now with
1: an important consumer confidential. If you are using your credit card this holiday season or opening a new one, we're going to break down everything you need to know to keep your credit in good standing. NBC News business and data reporter Brian Chung is here to help. Brian, good morning. Good morning. Brian. It's up, nice Brian? to have you here. Um, I, I feel like this time of year, you know, especially when you're in a store buying a lot for the holidays and then you go to the register, it's like, oh, you want to save 25%? Open up a card. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean... Why are people opening up more cards this time of year? Yeah,
6: I feel like you get that question every time you go out and buy, you know, go shopping. Right. That person at the cash register says, hey, do you want to? You want another 10 or 15% <laughs> off? I'll give you a deal. All you have to do is just sign on this dotted line. You get a new credit card. But I would say just be careful because there are implications to opening up too many credit cards It can have an impact on your credit score. Mm. But broadly speaking, this is not stopping Americans in this environment from being interested in getting a credit card. A LendingTree survey recently said that about 35% of Americans are interested in opening up a your credit card this holiday season, which is up from 29% last year. So in this inflationary environment, people will do whatever they can to try to get a deal. So Brian, we've all heard about good
2: credit versus bad credit, but what exactly goes into a credit score? What is a credit score and what is a good
6: score? (laughs) Yeah, Jay, I mean, essentially what it is, it's a a number that tells you how credit worthy you are, right? And it's a measure of reliability for how often you pay your bills. And this is really important because it's going to impact your ability to get a credit card Uh, a home loan, for example, other types of car loans as well. Uh, For what it's worth, the FICO score, which is usually what we talk about, it ranges somewhere between 300 and 850. And by the way, the average for an American FICO score is around 713. So if you're above that, good for you. If they're below that, you might want to think about doing things to repair (laughs) that. To
0: to your point, though, with inflation being what it is, interest rates are going up right now. These credit scores matter now, perhaps more than they did just a few years ago to a lot of folks who are looking to borrow money. What are some of the the different factors that that go into your credit
6: score? Yeah, and we've got the factors right here. Because people are going to say, well, it's easy. You just pay your bills, right? And indeed, that's a big part of it. Payment history, it's about 35% of what goes into your credit score. Mm -hmm. But that means, if I'm doing my math right, 65% (laughs) is a bunch of other stuff. So credit usage is also really important when we talk about the line of credit you have. So if you have $10,000 on a credit card, that doesn't mean that you should use $10,000, right? The general guideline is 30%. You don't want to go above 30% of your available credit line. There's also credit history. It's almost like a fine wine, right? It gets better with age. So if you (laughs) pay your bills over a longer period of time, that's going to be better for your credit score. Mm -hmm. Variety of credit, not a lot of people know this. Variety of credit is also important. So if you have, for example, a payment history for different types of things, be it a mortgage, also Mm -hmm. a car loan, and a credit card, that's all helpful. And the last thing here, which is relevant to the opening new credit card situation we find ourselves in, if you have too many credit cards, That could also impact your score because that Mm -hmm. could increase your potential leverage. Two, three, four credit cards, you're all right. Five, six, seven. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. What is the best way to check your credit score? And is it true that you shouldn't check it too much? Yeah. So again, it's that's the difference between a soft and a hard credit poll. But broadly speaking, there are ways that you can get your credit score report without doing a hard pull or without even needing to pay anything. So right now, you can request reports from major agencies like Equifax, TransUnion. Uh, You can do it once a week right now. It's actually a COVID-era kind of help. And that won't mess up your credit. It won't mess up your credit. And again, you can do that every week if you want to. It's important to do so because there could actually be errors on your report sometimes, so just Mm -hmm. check. But there are also things, check your credit card. Your credit card provider might have something like a credit journey where you can check your history of credit over time. But also remember, these hard pulls, which are done by lenders when you try to Request, for example, a look at your credit. Mm-hmm. Be it when you're requesting a mortgage and whatnot, uh, that can impact your score. So okay. just, just be aware.
0: A lot of banks also, like my bank, for instance, they'll they'll let you check your credit score as often. As yeah,
6: my credit card too. It yep. shows you right there on the on the dashboard. <laughs> you on might the have online. to opt in though, so just yeah. be aware. So it's not going to be a default feature, you might have to go to your bank. And right.
2: Hey, before you go, what about, I see buy now, pay later <laughs> yeah. everywhere when I'm doing online
6: shopping now. Is that, should we be doing that? Does that affect credit score? Yeah, I, I've been tempted myself when I buy a pair of like a shoes, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh, you could pay it in four installments or something. But remember, it, it's unclear right now what the impact of buy now, pay later is going to be. Not sure what that was. Buy now, pay later <laughs> is going to be on your scores. But broadly speaking, uh, right now it's a new technology They have not incorporated into the models. Some buy now, pay later services will report it to the credit agencies. Mm-hmm. Some might not. It also depends on the product specifically. But broadly speaking, doesn't mean you should go, OK, well, this is great because it doesn't impact yeah. my credit score. Right. They come with fees and interest. And right now, interest is very high. Mm-hmm. Be very careful with these types of products.
1: It's all very useful, Brian. Thank you so much. Good stuff, well, man. We thanks.
0: apologize for that unusual
6: sound.
1: <laughs> You're
0: <laughs> all right. Now, are you scared? Uh, I guess. I
6: guess. <laughs> Someone's hands <laughs> up about credit scores, there right? Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: coming up, a new look at the life of the queen. We're going to talk with the author of a highly anticipated new book, and you may recognize his name from the latest season of The Crown. And then a little bit later, look who's here. Ralphie himself, live in studio. Holiday classic is back. Peter Billingsley, he's here to tell us all about stepping back into that iconic role from A Christmas Story. Third hour of today, right back after this.
1: It certainly has been a day of pomp and pageantry at Buckingham Palace as the royal family celebrates King Charles III's 74th birthday, uh,
0: which makes it a fitting morning uh, to have our next guest with us, best-selling author Andrew Morton, known for his biography on Princess Diana, uh, which is a focus of the plot in the brand new season of The Crown.
2: Yep, and now Andrew is back with a brand new book, The Queen Her Life, Following the History of Britain's Longest Reigning Monarch. Andrew, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Nice nice to see you. So if I have this right... And happy birthday, King Charles. Yeah, happy birthday to the king. Um, I already called him. I told him happy birthday. Uh, (laughs) You've been covering the royals since since the
7: 80s, right? And did you know always that you were going to do a biography of the queen? Well, not always, no. But but it it seemed appropriate, having written, what, some 25 books on the royal family... Go for the big one, and uh, uh, and it, it was a fascinating story because you got to understand this woman who was very shy, rather diffident. Mm. Uh, used to pray every night not to be queen, mm. a, a reluctant queen. As was one of the early. Um, CEOs of Great Britain, Inc. So, you know, so, so it's an interesting trajectory, a f- yeah. fascinating story.
1: And you give us such a, a great look into her life, you know, the stuff that we, we all don't know. What are some of the stories that stand out to you?
7: Well, I always love the stories of, of, of these kind of, She's almost like one of these actors who's you can never quite recognise, and and she, unlike an American president, she doesn't have the the bodyguards. She just has one bodyguard. Mm -hmm. So if she's at Sandringham or at Balmoral, people will often come up to her and say, "You do you you know you don't half look like the Queen." (laughs) And, the, and, and she will say, "How oh she used to say how very reassuring." <laughs> and and there's, there's loads of stories like that. I mean, this, what I did enjoy about this was was the kind of wit and, and the wisdom of HMQ. You know,
0: Andrew, a lot of folks are binge watching the season of The Crown, so I, I don't want to give away too much. But you were a consultant; you are portrayed in an episode uh, featuring Princess Dot. When you watched it. What struck you about it? I mean, was it, was it fairly accurate in its portrayal?
7: I was actually, sh- I'm not joking, I was shaking watching that because it was like being taken back 30 years to when I was interviewing her for my book. And Elizabeth Debicki, who plays Diana, mm-hmm. her, her mannerisms, her speech patterns were identical to the late oh princess. Goodness. And for me, having worked so closely, closely with her, it was like seeing a ghost. It really was uh, uncanny.
2: I would like to ask you about William and Harry because we've seen them, I think it's fair to say, following their mother's footsteps when it comes to the charity work they're doing. Even Harry stepping away from his, his royal duties. What do you gather that their mother would think of, of their relationship today?
7: Well, Diana always said to me uh, she wanted Harry to be William's wingman, hmm. not his hitman. I mean, she, in, in that sense, um, she'd be very disappointed that, that they, they're separated by not just an ocean, but by a, a whole philosophy. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Um, we know that it's obviously King Charles's birthday today. So in your book, you raise a lot of questions about how his reign will be. What, I mean, what, what do you see for the future?
7: Well, I'm saying that Charles is going to be the king of culture, because he's always been someone who's been fascinated by architecture, art, uh, uh, and and opera, and Mm -hmm. and music, and... You know, Buckingham Palace is being transformed at the moment. They're investing a lot of money changing it. And so I think he'll put his imprint on the palace. So we're going I would wager we'll see more concerts, more access, yeah. and so on.
0: Andrew, before we let you go, I want to go back to something you just said about the brothers and, and Princess Diana likely being somewhat disappointed with where they are uh, right now. This book that, that Harry uh, has, has penned and is going to come out in a few months, how much more damage is this book going to do to that rift that already exists?
7: Well, let's just wait and see. I mean, but the fact that it's titled spare Mm -hmm. signifies that it's going to be about his role as in being in the shadow of his his elder brother. And, and this isn't the first time, by the way, there's been this kind of Cain and Abel uh, Mm -hmm. uh, digression. Um, Think of Edward the eighth and George the sixth, they fell out uh, over the abdication and never really were reconciled. So, reconciliation seems a long way off. Yeah.
2: It would be nice, though, wouldn't it? Uh, it's so nice to see you, Andrew. Thank you so much. Congratulations to see you on the book. Uh, guys, you should go pick it up, too. The Queen, Her Life, It Is Out
1: tomorrow all right when we come back peter billingsley is here to tell us about the return of a holiday classic ralphie is back in a brand new sequel to a christmas story can't wait for that then later a mountain escape a trip to the coast even a magical holiday town travel deals for every type of vacation when the third hour of today continues
0: This morning, we are catching up with a guy who is an absolute staple on TV screens every holiday season. This is his season right now. Peter Billingsley starred as as Ralphie, of course, the kid who gets kicked by Santa in that 1983 classic, A Christmas Story.
2: Ah, Poor Ralphie. Man, his career only went up after that slide, though. He produced and acted in the original Iron Man film and directed his friend Vince Vaughn. In Couples Retreat.
1: Well, now Peter is bringing Ralphie back in the sequel to A Christmas Story. It's called A Christmas Story. Christmas. 39 years later, Ralphie is a dad himself trying to give his kids the same great Christmas his dad used to give the family.
0: Peter Billings, he's so good to have you. Good morning. Thank morning. you guys for having I, me. I think a lot of folks, when we, when we heard this was happening, we all thought the same thing. What took so long? 39 yeah. years. I know. <coughs> Why now?
8: Well, I think, first off, we wanted to get it right. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of the resources in place, I think, to do it. Love the idea of Ralphie growing up with his own family. Yeah, That's a big shift for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also while they wanted to recreate the world to bring them back in we got to build the original parker house wow and 11 houses on the old cleveland street including the bumpus house next door the updated version of that movie takes place in the 70s we also had the full original kid cast come back Mm -hmm. great filmmakers we had legendary and warner brothers so i think to tackle something like this you know the bar's high, and we just wanted mm-hmm. to get it right. And selfishly, for me, had great filmmakers and Clay Kadis and Nick Shank, and I got to work with my longtime producing partner and best sure. pal Vince Vince Vall. Yeah. correct.
1: I think it's incredible that you were able to get the kid cast back for this movie. I mean, what was it like working together with everybody again?
8: It was great. You know, to, you talk about building that that um, old street. When we finished construction, all the kid cast were in, and I called them. They were, I think, back at the hotel, and I said, guys. You gotta get down here. This is unbelievable. It's when you stand and you turn around. It was like we were teleported back. Wow. So I think, you know, it's easy to do something like this when you have the pieces around you and you're looking at each other's faces. It's all the same actors. And, and the movie was a big deal for a lot of us. Interesting movie. It took a long time to kind of gain traction. The yeah. came out in theaters really? was okay. I, uh, yeah. and, and now then you can't. It not went away. See it. So you what ha- what see.
0: happened? Like what was the impetus for it, that? Because I read that somewhere
8: and yeah, I was it I was, was 83, right? So back then before cable and video, yeah. movies just Kind of came, maybe they went, and that was Mm -hmm. it. But with cable, and it was Ah. a seasonal title. Then I remember I went into a video store, I think in like 1990. There was a standee of me, like a cardboard (laughs) (laughs) cutout. I was like, this is pretty cool. And the movie started gaining a lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. And then now it became a marathon, 24 hours, which I had nothing to do Do with.
1: (laughs) I, I leave that. I don't even know what channel it's on, but the twenty. Do you watch it? Is that Christmas what you're asking? Do you watch it? I usually catch it okay. in the middle.
8: And- so, truth be told, and not because I enjoy watching myself, but we were just talking about this before <laughs> the break. Kind of feels like comfort food. It's yeah. odd, doesn't like, it? It's been around so long just the sounds. I, I Obviously, you've studied the movie a lot mm-hmm. um, to do this, so it just, I don't know, it kind it's of comforting. doesn't feel like Christmas. I want to ask you, Peter, You're
2: about, I mean, so you did this film, you spent a little bit of time acting, but then you made this move to go behind the camera, yeah. you know, after not too long, and I just find it, well, you mentioned Vince Vaughn, you've known Vince Vaughn for a long time.
8: Yes, yeah, Before he was famous, right? Yes, yeah, he had just moved to L.A. from Chicago, hmm. it was a young kid trying to cut his teeth. So you guys started
2: collaborating, and... talk to us about that.
8: Yeah, we did. We started well. We we actually met on an after school special, one of the last (laughs) acting gigs I did. Wow! First he did to tackle the issue of steroids, Um, and then I wanted to get behind the scenes. Bob Clark, director of Christmas Story, was a great mentor to me. Sort of gave me a roadmap to Mm. follow. And then as things went on, and you know, Vince started working. We started to produce movies together. And I'll tell you, to go through Hollywood and its ups and downs, to have not only a talented producer like him, but a great friend Mm. has been such a valuable thing for me in my life. Mm-hmm. I
0: know you want to ask about the Young Astronauts.
8: Well, present.
1: yeah, because I mean, we just did the story last week on the, the History Channel's discovery of, you know, That's pieces right. of the Challenger yes, at, the bo- at the bottom that. of the sea. Mm-hmm. And um, you were actually part of the Young Astronauts program. I was. You were covering the Challenger, right? I mean, you I was were there. To-
8: I was there live for the launch and was part of the Young Astronaut program, which was to encourage math and science in schools. And we had had a press tour scheduled mm-hmm. with Krista. Um, when she was supposed to have landed and yeah. so wow i and then wound up on this show with Jane Paul the next morning yeah. as a spokesperson is i think everyone was just sort of trying to make oh sense goodness. of it all there you go there's this is um, you from does that bring back memories 1996? to see this it does i remember that yeah i was in phoenix um to <laughs>
1: My goodness. It's remarkable. I can't even imagine yeah. what it was like for you to be that young to talk about such a, an awful
8: disaster. Well, I think it was just trying to bring a little bit of perspective, maybe mm-hmm. even some comfort. And, you know, because I think everyone was just trying to process that.
0: Yeah. Is it weird that so many people feel like they've grown up with Peter Billingsley? It's,
8: it's, it is. You know, it's a nice thing. I think it, I enjoy the association. Yeah. I love Christmas, I love Christmas movies. I'm starting a podcast this year on Christmas movies. Oh, I, I love, love it. that. Oh, man. Which will be on Spotify. So <laughs> it's like, it's not as though I'm associated with something that I don't personally yeah. like. Yeah. So it's been nice to see it go on.
0: Uh, Peter oh, Billy, this is the Super Bowl. This is his Super Bowl. <laughs> sure my whole
8: family has been
1: so excited for this movie. So Oh, I appreciate it.
0: It really, really turned out well. Thank you.
1: A Christmas Story Christmas will debut exclusively on HBO Max on Thursday.
0: So people will... Be able to watch it ad nauseum. <laughs> right, just that here on a Monday morning, folks. Pack your bags because we have some really hot travel deals. Whether you want to perhaps embrace nature, culture, celebrate the holidays, even third hour of today. Right back after this.
1: is just next week, but there is still time to book a holiday vacation this year. Whether you want to get into the festive spirit or unwind for the ultimate winter escape, we have some of the season's best travel deals. And here to help us is editor-in-chief of Travel and Leisure, Jackie Gifford. Jackie! What's up, Jackie? Good Good morning. morning. Good to see you. Welcome back. Okay, so Thanksgiving's next week. A lot of people are going to be flying, driving, you know, just as we get into this busy holiday travel season. What should travelers know? Some simple
4: tips. One, get to the airport early. I know it's like we say it all the time, but this isn't the time to wing it and show up an hour before. (laughs)
2: That's me. I love getting there late. (laughs) No,
4: not the time. I would also say book the earliest flight out if you haven't Mm -hmm. booked already, because delays tend to cascade into the afternoon. FlightAware is a great site and resource for checking flight status and delays and also the Department of Transportation has a whole policy guidelines up there on their site if your flight gets canceled delayed what you're entitled to. Oh, okay.
0: This may not be an option for a lot of folks, but over the last few years because I have to work that morning, what I do is I travel on Thanksgiving, on the holiday. Airport to yourself. You ah. are
4: absolutely correct, and that is a little known fact, but flying out on Thanksgiving Day is no. one of the quietest best times.
2: I'll okay. be coming here on Christmas. My wife is thrilled about that, but it's going <laughs> to but it'll be a very quiet day at the airport. I want to talk about some of these places yeah. that, that uh, we can go to and travel. The first one is a very quiet mountain yes.
4: city I heard, Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, I love. love Asheville. Got a great oh. food and craft brewery scene. But for the holidays, Ooh. there are so many activities. So the Biltmore Estate, it's America's largest home. They have gone all out. Wow. They do something called Candlelit Christmas Evening. So outdoors, you've got these pathways illuminated inside, wreaths, ornaments, trees, fireplaces, the whole nine That's yards. I mean. We also recommend going to the Omni Grove Park Inn. They hold a gingerbread uh, decorating competition, gingerbread house competition, which mm. is fun for this time of year. Mm. And again, there's tons of food. s Market is one of Asheville's newest attractions. The Wrong Way River Lodge and cabins. They have 16 A-frame cabins. Oh, $199 wow. a night just outside in West that's Asheville. Cute. New property. They have no TVs, which is great for switching off. And you have rooms overlooking the Greenway, which is really beautiful. I like that.
0: As counterintuitive as this may sound, no TVs. I like that idea. Yeah, no TVs. Sorry, uh, you
4: won't be able to watch today. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can still stream us. it uh, Portsmouth,
0: bring New Hampshire. Let's go there.
4: Portsmouth, so surprising, by the way. New Hampshire, tax-free. So for mm-hmm. shopping, if you got to get some last-minute shopping done, I really like Portsmouth. They have all these beautiful, historic Historic home. So several organizations are doing stuff for the holidays. You've got the Strawberry Bank Museum. They're doing their candlelit strolls. Huh. You walk along these pathways and see these historic mansions lit up. There's also the Labrie Family Skate at Puddle Duck Pond. Uh-huh. They're doing a live performance of Elf the Musical. Which no is- way. Oh. And the Historical Society is also doing their own gingerbread competition. Mm-hmm. Stay at the Hotel Portsmouth about $175 a night right in the heart of town in an neat. old 1881 home.
1: Okay. What if you just want to get away and relax?
4: California, right? That's what (laughs) everybody's doing. I'm recommending Pescadero. It's just south of San Francisco. This is where you want to go if you want to be in nature. Look at that. Wildlife. You have the Pigeon Point Lighthouse, 115 feet tall, beautiful views. Pescadero State Beach, back by these cliffs and coves. Mm. Pescadero Marine Natural Preserve. And then the Costa Noa Lodge. This is an amazing place. You've got yoga, hiking, mountain biking, all sorts of activities on site. And they have these Cypress Village tented bungalows, which are kind of cool. Kids would love this. Perfect for Kids. Mm-hmm. They do lots of family-friendly activities on site. I think this is a, an, also an affordable gem at around $115. Oh, wow.
2: What do you do? What does the editor-in-chief of Travel and Leisure do for the holidays?
4: Well, that's a really good question. So <laughs> this year, I'm actually going back to Ireland to celebrate my anniversary and Thanksgiving. Whoa, wow. Congratulations. Awesome. So it should be fun.
0: Great to yeah. see you. What about New Orleans before we go? New
4: Orleans. Go for the holidays because a lot uh, of people go... Mardi Gras Jazz Fest we're recommending the Kimpton Hotel Fontenot go to the city park Cyprus um, they have these beautiful live oaks decorated I think it's an amazing time of year to visit because again a lot of people think oh go for Mardi Gras yeah. Jazz mm-hmm. Fest all those other festivals but the live oaks are all decorated with twinkling lights you can visit mm-hmm. the Botanical Garden the Carousel Gardens Amusement Park so go go. I've visit. stayed
0: at this hotel, it was, it was, Kimpton was hotel Font-
4: and they have this peacock bar which is amazing oh, that's that's 24 remember, hour fitness bar. center evening social hour So. Lots to do on site. And
1: real quick, what about a place in the Midwest?
4: Yeah, Kohler, Wisconsin. So, between um, Milwaukee, Chicago, I love Kohler. They, it's beautiful grounds, decorated um, all to the nines I for the holidays. The Inn on Woodlake, $163 a night. You can go curling, snowboarding, skating, ice skating. It's horseback set on riding. 11 Wonder acres, that. horseback riding. They do something fun in their library bar. They bring in carolers and they also have breakfast with Santa. So, that's a great family friendly activity. I think Kohler is just, you know, it's centrally located. Mm-hmm. Beautiful time of year to visit. That's
1: great, great, great ones. Jackie, yeah. you have Thank a lot of so information. Thank you so much. I, and I she had no notes. No. No. I know, no notes. It's all up here. It's all up. Jeez, Thank man.
0: you so much, Thanks, Jackie. And Jackie, he actually stays a lot of these places too. Which is, which is yes, lovely.
4: Yeah, that's why we recommend.
0: All
2: right, guys. When we come back, an important life lesson: how to find just a few minutes in our hectic mornings to help kids and adults learn about some important gratitude. One mom says it can be done. We'll meet her next on the third hour of today.
0: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader.
9: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley.
1: November is National Gratitude Month, and practicing gratitude is a life lesson that could benefit all of us.
0: Amen to that. Katie Wood is a former teacher and... Get this, folks. She's a mom of four, so she knows of what she speaks. Uh, She's helping kids and parents start their days on a more positive note. She has written a book called A Simple Seed of Growth, Gratitude, and Giggles. (laughs)
2: Katie, good morning to you.
10: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. So
2: the book is a a five-minute morning journal for kids, um, but even for adults, it takes time to practice gratitude. So where do we start?
10: So this journal is really a roadmap to connect parents and kids, teachers and students, to really bring them closer and have those meaningful conversations and teach them what's most important in life. Mm-hmm. You know, in this journal, it encompasses 100 life lessons about the power of yet, how failing is so good, mm. you know, using your voice, standing up to bullies, all these things we want to teach our kids. But mm. maybe we just aren't thinking or taking the time to do that because we are so busy. Right. So there's that life lesson. There's a chance to practice gratitude, which is truly the secret ingredient in life. There's an I am statement where kids start paying attention to the self-talk because what follows your I am's really comes back and follows you. There's a little joke to make them laugh and start, you know, there's so much the world is hard and to start on like a laugh is a beautiful thing. And then there's a box that says, who can I make smile today? Whose day can I make better? Mm. And you're just making kids be a little bit more intentional, a little bit more aware to go into the day and make someone else um, their day a little bit better. We're
0: showing folks at home sort of what the book looks like in terms of layout. It's a genius concept, Katie, as someone who's trying to, to also rear children who are grateful. I understand you wrote this during the pandemic. Was there an aha moment? Was there what was the impetus for the
10: book? Yeah. So five years ago, um, our daughter had a major surgery at Boston Children's Hospital. And it was at that point, my mind really started to spiral. I found Mm -hmm. myself going to dark places. Mm -hmm. And that's when I discovered the power of a morning routine, the power of starting, you know, with something positive, with gratitude, because you can't be grateful and live in fear at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I noticed my mind started to shift and my energy shift. And from that day, I have never not done it. Mm -hmm. My aha moment came during COVID, when one of my daughters came down and sat next to me and said, can you teach me how to have special moments, too? Oh. And that's when I said, you know, if I knew this worked. How have I not taught my kids this? Oh. I
1: my my husband handles getting the kids off to school in the morning. I can only imagine what happens <laughs> when I'm not there. How how do you suggest to find
10: time in a busy morning to. To you know, have the chance for kids to journal. Yes. So I think as parents, we all have two things in common. One, we are all crazy busy, mm-hmm. and number two, we just want the best for our kids. Yes. And time goes by so fast. Unless we stop, pause, and are more intentional with our kids, mm-hmm. they'll grow up like this and be out the door, and I, we don't want to be asking ourselves, "Did we do enough?" Right. So that's why it was made to just be five minutes. The readers, kids who can read are self sufficient. They can do it on their own. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it in the morning, you do it at night. Yeah. At the right. end of the day, you're pouring into your kid. You're giving these Lessons, morning, night, it's whatever works for your family.
2: So, Katie, it occurs to me now that your kids have been doing this, what, for a couple of years at yep. least. Have you have you noticed uh, a change in mindset? So I
10: we have, which has been just an incredible thing to see. They're just a heightened awareness. Even if I come down in the morning and I'm like, I'm so tired, yeah. which yeah. we do, especially right. moms, mm-hmm. they'll call me out. They'll be like, no, mom, I am ready for the day. Like they are aware. Wow. Wow. They'll practice graduate on their own. But listen, they're not perfect. We yeah. still have our days. There are mornings that don't go the way. But they are aware of that and know how to stop, pause, and restart. And I think that's kind of a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because this is a great lesson to teach at a young age. I
0: love that the book is also now being used in in classrooms. The book is in schools all over the country. Have you gotten feedback from teachers, parents, students?
10: Yeah, so we just entered a school in New Jersey that's doing this as a 100-day gratitude project starting in January. Because kids who practice gratitude, they're happier, they're healthier, they're less stressed, and they're less likely to act out. And so that school is really focusing on that. I think the biggest feedback is that teachers are really stressed right now. P- students are stressed. It's 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 hard yeah. and as a former teacher I know that that this is really helping teachers also pause and reflect and get centered Mm -hmm. and get a nice pulse check on their kids because when you are in the right mind frame, your cognitive function improves dramatically. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations on all of this. Is it true Mm -hmm. you actually manifested this whole Today Show appearance? (laughs) So one year ago, this weekend, my daughter and I, on her 10th birthday, Mm -hmm. walked by here. No way. I looked in the studio to get everyone's attention, and we got a little wave. I looked her in the eye and said, one year from now, we're coming back oh, with this journal. Thank you. You're back. It's the power of manifesting. That's yes. amazing. Katie, thank good you. for you.
2: Yeah, congratulations. So nice to meet you. Amazing. And uh, now I now want to know what's going to happen a year from now. Uh, yeah.
10: yeah, I know. Everyone Tell us what you know. you're manifesting. Manifest Let's like. watch
2: out, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, guys, a simple seed of growth, gratitude, and giggles is available right now, and we will be right back. Oh my Excuse. Tomorrow, guys, on the third hour of today, Downton Abbey star Hugh Bonneville joins us live in studio.
0: Lord Grantham himself. Coming up next, though, on Hoda and Jenna, they have a huge show, folks. Former First Lady, Michelle Obama. Look at that. She's here. Live 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 audience. audience. They're all excited. It's coming up next. (laughs) We'll see you
1: tomorrow, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
9: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley.